In the spring of 2021, Mickey Weems was diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer and was given 6 to 12 months to live. This episode was recorded in July of 2022. My name is Donna Blanchard. While we recognize that Mickey Weems is dying, we'd like to welcome you to another day of his life. Thank you for welcoming, welcoming us to another day of your life, Mickey. You're welcome. Good seeing everybody again. Yeah. How are you doing physically right now? I'm doing okay. Um, just to let the let our listeners know, we had a we would we did a previous podcast that um, we're not going to air yet because the the subject matter was so very personal to us, and this has happened before. Um, and we're totally going with what you think and how you want to do this because you are you know you throughout this you've been uh, already so amazingly forthcoming so it's totally up to you and for that reason uh rather than me direct the conversation for this episode i'd really like to let you do that and um just let you decide what you're comfortable with discussing and we'll go there Thank you. Yeah, because the yeah, just to, just to let our listeners go know it. That session took a lot out of me. Yeah. So I, I know I know that I'm, I'm I'm talking in ways that are that are, you know, what 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 is he talking about? So uh, what we were talking about basically is spirituality. So that's what we're going to get into. Uh, but the best thing to do is kind of lay the parameters as to what we mean by spiritual. Okay. Um, I am a student of world religions. I've studied all these different systems. I have participated in many different religions as well. Um, so for me, spirituality is an academic study. And for a lot of people, that's their approach to it. They have their denomination and they follow their creeds. But there's something else going on spiritually with me. Um, I, have, I feel like I have a foot in both worlds. And the things that are happening to me are incredibly significant to me but may make no sense to somebody else who has not had my experiences so um let's talk about that um can i, I did a, ask but, just one little question so this yeah. is new with the cancer that you feel like you have a foot in both worlds this is getting progressively more intense uh, uh okay so you've always felt this to some degree and I've been anticipating because I was disappointed that I didn't get more signs. Now the signs are coming. Mm. <laughs> um, and one of them, I, I don't know, did we discuss the young man who began dancing like a god in front of me? Oh, that sounds familiar. Did we discuss it on the podcast, James and Susan? Do you remember that? I don't, I don't recall that. Okay. I didn't I, I didn't think we did, but it's been maybe, on my mind. Yeah, yeah maybe we didn't record it. So, OK, go ahead. OK, so I am on the dance floor um, and I was talking to this young man about uh, Condomblé, about the African religion in which I was initiated in this religion. The gods and goddesses have their own colors. They have their own songs. They have their own outfits. They have their own iconic symbols, but they also have their own dances. And you can recognize them. You can look and say, oh, that person is manifesting this god or goddess because they're dance steps. So I'm watching this young man and he starts doing a dance step and I go, oh my God, 
he is Oshosi. He is doing the dance of the god of the hunt. And Oshosi is especially important to me because when I was initiated, Oshosi was revealed to be one of the gods in my head, that there are two gods in everybody's heads. And one of my gods was Oshosi, was the god of the hunt. So I'm quite familiar with him. I'm quite familiar with his faults because each of the gods have faults with their strengths, right? Um, and there he is dancing in front of me. And the young man does not realize he is doing the dance of Oshosi. And earlier that week, I had a dream where there were these spirits that wanted to come dancing. And I had no idea who they were. And all of a sudden, here I see Oshosi dancing right in front of me. And I'm going, wow, I have never seen that in ritual. I have never seen that ever in real life. But the cool thing about it was it was so very tailored to me only. If you, nobody else recognized it. Nobody else saw it. Um, I knew it because I knew the signs of that God. And I was, and I suppose I was kind of expecting something to happen too because of the dream that I'd had. Um, so for me, it was really an interesting validation of the existence of the spirit world manifesting itself in a way that was tailored to me uh, from a culture that I was familiar with. Um, so this is my message to the listener that I don't expect for you to believe any of this because you wouldn't recognize the dance. You have not had my experiences. You could say, well, Mickey, it was just a coincidence that it happened to look like a dance that you saw in Bahia. And I would say, you know, sure. You know, that, you know take with it as you will. Uh, but for me, the message was so very clear and awesome that I am taking it as a sign and it makes me happy to know that this God just decided to pop by you know? <laughs> and, to, and to dance in front of me with, with, with you know, using or you know, utilizing the, the dance steps, the, the body of this young man. Um, and the guy was having a blast. It wasn't like this was hurting him. He was having fun. I told him, I said, you are doing the dance of Oshose. And he started doing it even more. He said, yeah. <laughs> So um, when you, my listeners, when you have an experience that you think is spiritual, you do not need to validate it through anybody else because the spirit world, in my opinion, will do as it did with me. It will tailor the message in a way that you understand it and you see it. And maybe it could be somebody else might see it too. Most likely, it might, I would guess that most likely it would not be. I mean, then when you look at the history of spiritual phenomena that have occurred, we can look at uh, Fatima in Portugal. Have you guys ever heard of that? Mm -hmm. um, Fatima is a town in Portugal where Mother Mary showed up to three kids. And the kids got in trouble because, you know, the authorities weren't really sure about this, you know, this, the sensationalism that was arising, you know, that they were creating. Um, so um, Mary told them, said, on this date, I will give you a sign and there'll be no mistake that I showed up and I have a message for you too for the world. So on that day, all of these people gathered waiting to see what would happen. And what they saw is they saw the sun dance in the sky. And this was reported by the media. This was like uh, early 1900s. Um, this was actually in newspapers. Um, so you have that kind of phenomenon right, where it's, it's obvious that something like that happened, right? 
And some people were saying it was aliens, blah, 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 right? Um, I just think it was really interesting. Um, for me, those experiences that I that, that validate the spirit world for me are not as obvious. Not everybody sees them. So um, don't think that you've got to have other people to validate it for you. That's between you and the universe. And the universe will speak to you in a language that's tailored to you. That would be my message. I did just have a, an experience like that while I was uh -huh. on my trip. Um, <clears throat> I have the book, Clarissa Pinkola Estes' book, Women Who Run With the Wolves, kept coming up to me. And I kept saying, oh, I really need to read that book. And while I was on an Amtrak train going through Northeastern California, a really large gray wolf was running alongside Ooh. the train, chasing it like a dog chases a car. And for when I relay that story to people to say, oh, that's cool. You saw that. And I'm like, no, that was a spiritual experience. That was the universe telling me I am still running with the wolves. I need to remember that, that I'm not, um, uh, I think off microphone, we were talking about the stages of women, maiden, mother, crone, and in between mother and crone is wise, wild woman. And I have never been a mother. So I have had started feeling like I was moving into crone territory. And I realized that moment in time spoke to me and gave me the message that I'm still a wise, wild woman. So yes, I'm here to testify <laughs> that it when you feel that you are getting a message, you are getting a message. Yeah, and don't don't expect that you have to convince anybody of it. Yeah. Um, don't please also do not try to force anybody else into thinking that you are right on this. That's that, think of it as a conversation. Let's let's say that you had a conversation with Donna. Who's your favorite political figure? Somebody who you really like. Elizabeth Warren. Okay, Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren takes you aside and you have an hour-long intimate conversation with Elizabeth Warren. And she tells you straight out, this is not to be shared with anybody. But you have this amazing experience with Elizabeth Warren that you would love to share with the world. But honestly, quite frankly, it's none of the damn business. Mm. Okay, and then as you, you keep that and you hold on to that. Now, it may be at some point that that conversation with Elizabeth Warren will, at a future date when you feel comfortable, um, could help somebody else. And then you could tell them some of the details of that conversation. But think of it this way. Elizabeth Warren didn't certify you saying it. It was not recorded. So this is something between you and her. The same thing I think happens with the universe. Yeah. I'm happy that 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 wolf makes me happy. Yeah, and there is a need for validation. I when I tell the story, I find myself I really want you to get it. Yeah. I really want you to understand how many times that book showed up in my life within a matter of days and then the wolf showed up. You know, I want the validation of you saying yes, but honestly, the message was tailored for me. Yeah. And, and when, you, when you think about it, it's kind of nice because it's elitist. You know, all of us have an elitist streak, I'm convinced. Okay, all of us want to be VIP. <laughs> we want that special treatment. We want to be on the other side of the velvet rope. Okay, this, the spirit world is our velvet rope. 
we, we, we get let in, we get given the finest champagnes, the best treatment, you know, um, but that's, that's an experience that's for us. It's not for, it's not for everybody else. Ooh, that's precious. I like that. Okay. So let's talk about where you have been most recently in your spiritual journey. Let's talk about the things that can make you doubt your spiritual journey. Mm, okay. um, I had a really bad episode that I attribute to a medication that I'm taking that caused me to lash out at people, caused me to feel like I was not myself um, and to, I mean, well, actually, no, I thought it, I thought it was me, but I was, I was reacting horribly to people that love me and um medication can do that which means that as as spiritually advanced as i might think i am i'm still subject to the whims of this body and this brain and i can still be knocked off kilter by substances um i think we discussed that yeah we did discuss this at the beginning of the podcast Nothing you do in terms of treatment comes without a price. Yeah. Everything has there's some kind of consequence and usually a negative consequence that come with it. Targeted radiation, um, chemotherapy, which is why I'm not doing chemotherapy, hormonal treatment, which is why I'm not doing hormonal treatment. Any of the medications I take, um, any, of the, any of the party um, substances that I take in the weekend, they, they all come with it. Everything comes with the cost the uh, the um, body enhancing muscle enhancing supplements they come with a price so um, when I do have the choice and this gets back to the lonely choice of any kind of situation where you're sick and you have to make choices for your health care because your doctors and you are walking through territory where both of you are halfway blind and cancers like that the doctors do the best they can but they can guarantee nothing. They can see only so far. Uh, your body's going to react the way your body's going to react, and it's a, and it's a it's a crapshoot. You just might be one of that one third of the people where if you undergo all of those treatments and all of their horrific results, you get absolutely no results. That could happen. So it's really lonely when you make your choices. I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to do that. And so I decided not to do this one drug called tamsulosin which opens up my uh, bladder and allows me not to have to catheterize every time I urinate. Um, but what it ended up doing was that it ended up making me lose control of my bladder and I still had to catheterize. Oh. So it was a bad bargain. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention it also gave me headaches. It started getting rashes. Um, these other really negative side effects started happening. And then I'm getting these thoughts, these absolutely horrible thoughts that were telling me to basically sabotage relationships in my life. And, there was, and thank God, the, the person who in particular that I was talking with, after I just blasted them through messages, just responded back and said, are you okay? <laughs> didn't react negative, didn't say, oh, how dare you? Just said, are you okay? And I said, no, I am not. And we talked it through and I said, okay, I'm just going to get off this medication. So all of my highfalutin, 
ego-based self has got to be considered within the context that I can be thrown off chemically. And there'll be very little I can do about it until I realize what's actually causing this. There was nothing I could do about what the tam tamsulosin was doing until I realized that it was the problem. And that can be pretty lonely. That can be pretty tough. Yeah. So for, for my people with cancer out there, you know, you're my number one priority. Um, if you go through these oscillations of love, hate, uh, of, of wanting to you just, just bite somebody's head off, right? Um, deal with it as best you can. Don't bite somebody's head off. <laughs> this is my first advice. But if you do, um, realize that, you know, it could be your treatment that's doing this to you and do whatever you need to do. Apologize to the people that you might have gotten really out of control with, which is exactly what I did the next day. Um, and I realized that there was one other person I needed to apologize to. And so I've just done that. Um, and then um, try to do the best you can, but, you know, don't, don't expect too much of yourself because I realized I was kind of expecting myself to have all these, you know, but my, my connection with the spirit world, I thought would give me a pass on being human. It doesn't, it doesn't give me a pass. So um, my hearts go out with you. And you know, I, I guess the main thing is be gentle with yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't, uh, uh, and mm -hmm. I've been on drugs that have had crazy, uh, um, you know, very bottom of the printed material side effects on me. <laughs> Good way right? of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I got, uh, uh, I got super depressed on a, uh, a very average blood pressure medication after surgery one time. And um, it's really difficult when you, when you think, when you realize these are not my thoughts, this is not my usual MO and where am I, what's happening here. And, and then actually it was my therapist said, well, didn't you just start a new medication? <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh yeah. my God. And I stopped it. And three days later, I felt better. But you, we have to know that during your journey, it's not necessarily going to be a matter of medications. There's just going to be changes going on with you physiologically that are going to you know, cause some disruptions with you. And I, I, I I just want to say that we uh, we are with you and we offer you support and no one has to forgive you. No one has to forgive you for this because this is just the journey that you're on right now. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the big concern for me is I want to become a bodhisattva, right? I want to be able to help people in the spirit world. And if I carry that kind of rage with me, that's not going to happen. So I've got to do my best to keep this from happening again. Or if it does happen again, to address it and find a way around it. Or expel it. Thank you. You know, yeah, expel it um, with joy expel it with um with forgiveness expel it with 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 humor with laughter yeah i mean all right so i'm dog sitting and i gotta exorcise her anal gland every now and then oh <laughs> oh my god 
<laughs> it is not a pleasant experience and it's horrible for her if your dog is scooting along dragging its butt on the you know how yeah. dogs do that they probably need to have this done and normally when you take them to a groomer they will do it but she needs to have it done and she doesn't like it and i don't like it but it's it's life yeah. life is messy there's there's anal glands you got to exp- <laughs> exercise and if life. you have prostate cancer there's going to be times when you shit yourself yeah there's going to be times when you piss yourself it is unavoidable yeah and you learn to live with it um you learn to find strategies of, uh, to work around it um which is what i've been doing for the last year and a half that's the that's the ugly side that's the side that that we don't talk about too much but it's the side that we live and so you know once again to my to my cancer peeps I'm with you. Yeah. And you don't need to apologize for any of it. You don't need to apologize for any of it. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's it is helpful for all of us to learn from this and to experience this. And I'm not just talking about people who are listening to this podcast. I'm talking about those of us who are just in your life. It is helpful for us to experience this with you. You know, and um, what does this have to do with being spiritual? Everything. The body and the soul are inseparable in this world. And this is part of the spiritual journey, too. Yeah. It, it is. And it's something that we're all going to go through in one way or another. So... And I just, obviously we have this podcast because people don't talk about it enough. We need to, we need to talk about it. And I can't think of a better person with whom to talk about it. Well, thank you. Um, A topic for conversation next time. There was a nun that uh, wrote St. John of the Cross and says that she was getting sexually aroused during mass. We will discuss his answer in the next one. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't even know how to make that note. I'm going to try. Sexual arousement during mass. Those are yeah, words. This, this never is actually documented. Would, okay. Never thought I'd put those words together <laughs> in the same sentence. <laughs> uh, hey, we, right. we're fearless. We're fearless <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> all right, Mickey. Thank you so much just for being you and sharing that with us. No problem. Aloha. Aloha, folks. I'm Donna Blanchard. James Charisma is our producer. Susan Wright is our content advisor, PR agent, and support team member. Music generously donated by Kainani Kahaunaele from her Hoku Award-winning album, Waipunale. We're all here to support our friend Mickey and help him help all of us to learn about living while dying.